Hey everybody, this is Jonathan Wilson from Legends Home, and you're listening to the Legends of Home podcast, the weekly show for furniture reps who want to engage, learn, and grow their business and brand. This last week was the Las Vegas Furniture Market, and on the Legends Home showroom floor, I interviewed father-son furniture rep duo Chris and Connor Craven. Hey, this is Jonathan with the Legends of Home podcast. I am sitting live in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Furniture Market with Chris and Connor Craven. Uh, I think this could be an interesting conversation because Chris is Connor's dad. And Chris started off in the retail furniture world and then transitioned into rep world and now is pulling his son into the rep world also. So uh, you want to tell me a little about that process? Introduce yourself, just a brief overview of your history. Sure. Yeah, I guess I'll start out. Um, yeah, I, uh, my name is Connor Craven. I've, I'm been a rep since, uh, man, 2016, I got into the business, um, became a sub rep under my dad at that point and been doing it ever since. Uh, sub rep, yeah. what do you mean by that? We might have listeners who aren't under, don't understand. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, being a sub rep is essentially, um, kind of working under somebody who is the considered the main rep for the territory and, um, being a sub rep is a good way to get started in, into the industry, um, or in, into the, into the role. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, it's essentially you, you take over a lot of certain dealers or certain customers, um, in, uh, for, for the main rep. And at some point, uh, you can have the opportunity to take on your own companies and rep your own, uh, other companies in the industry. Uh, but it's just a really good way to get started into the, the role of being a sales rep and furniture. Absolutely. I would agree. Uh, and it is, uh, the furniture world is sort of like a, a good old boys club, like getting into that circle, uh, can be a little bit difficult. Um, so, uh, Chris, you were in the retail world, which means you probably started outside that circle and then eventually got into it or what's your history? Actually, I started in the manufacturing side. Oh, really? Um, in 1984, uh, started a little company. We were a small manufacturer and, uh, got into retail when one of our customers went bankrupt and bought out their assets from the bank and I was also in retail as well. So we had the manufacturing and the retail and then eventually sold a little manufacturing company and then we were just in retail. Uh, from 1989 is when we did that. So we were in retail and still are in retail. Um, and then we have a store in Rochester, Minnesota. And so, um, became a rep, let's see, in a, about 15 years ago. And it's kind of a, a favor to another rep who needed some help. Uh, he was kind of overwhelmed yet, and we were carried the line in our store. We carried legends and a few other lines, and he said, asked me if I could help him out in, in Minnesota, and I said, sure. So you kind of started as a sub rep? Yeah, I was. I just was more of a sales trainer, really. Um, started off, if I could go to sales training for him in a few places, and, and uh, then kind of became, kind of, I kind of enjoyed it, so then I became a sub rep under him, and, and, and then um, he, he retired from legends, line and then I became the main rep for legends and enjoyed the rep world. So I've stuck with it. And, uh, so to this day we're in repping and we also still have a retail store and you've done manufacturing. So there's very few who are as well-rounded as you, I would say. Yeah, we, we, uh, we were in manufacturing for about six years. It was a small company, a, 
but nice little company. It was a nice start in the industry. Um, kind of fell into that. Uh, was going to school on my way to be an architect and worked at a furniture factory in the evenings as a sander and then uh, met some people and some retailers and so forth and just kind of led to them asking for some products and I said, hey, I can make that on the side. So I started building stuff on the side in, in a little garage and and within a few months, turned it into a full-time job. So then also I was in manufacturing. That's awesome. Uh, what I really want to pick up on here is uh, you started in the training world. The reason I kind of heighten on that is because I was a rep for about four and a half years. And I, I truly believe I, uh, I, I had pretty amazing growth while I was a rep. And all I focused on was training RSAs. And so you started in the retail side and then somebody apparently knew that you trained well and so then asked you to train uh, elsewhere. So uh, you want to talk about maybe as a retailer the importance of training and some of the hurdles that you've, you've found with the RSAs and turnover and all that? Yeah, well, sales training is critical, um, especially if you have um, you know, a product that's got a, a lot of story to it. Uh, like right now, we're sitting in Legends Homes showroom American-made product, fully assembled product, things that are not normal in our industry, uh, but it can set set you apart on a retail floor. So it's important to have sales training that establishes value, and that's all. That's what sales training is all about: is establishing value on a, on a nice product. And so I guess that's always we've been a firm believer in that. Our store is a high-end store, so that's what we do: we establish value on the retail floor, point out all the features and benefits. And so that just flows into our sales training. We're a good fit for a line like Legends because it does have a lot of features and benefits. Yeah, one of the lines when I trained a whole lot is, uh, and I, I drove this home as often as I could, is if you start getting caught up in price, you haven't sold the value. It's You have to get to that value first. And then the price is meant to be the shock factor of, oh my gosh, I get all of this for only that much? You know? So getting that enthusiasm and uh, instilling that energy uh, is, uh, is paramount to getting a good sale. Uh, Connor, you stumbled into the role sort of, you know, your dad kind of pulled you in. Um, you're a young guy also. And so was it right out of college, right out of high school? Like, where'd you come in? Yeah. So um, obviously growing up in the business, um, in the retail side of business, um, I delivered furniture when I was, man, I maybe it was about 15, 16 when I got into the, the delivery role. So I was deliver doing deliveries at the retail store and then, um, got into some sales, um, a little bit later on, it's maybe about 17, 18 years old. And then when I graduated high school, I wanted nothing to do with furniture. I actually went to college for aviation, actually. So I, I got my pilot's license. I was going to become a pilot. Then I realized I didn't want to do that. So I got into business, got my, my business degree. And I graduated college with never with a plan to ever go back into the furniture industry. Just because I, I knew the business and just wanted to do something new. So um, I knew I wanted to do sales. Um, I did an internship in, in college selling advertising. Actually, I sold print advertising in 2013. Um, and uh, like the advertising, those, those college planners. And so I knew I wanted to do sales. Um, so I was mid round of interviews with uh, Microsoft, actually of all companies, and and uh, realized that to I was to, yeah, I was going to go into some corporate life, corporate role, and 
and realized that it really just didn't want that for myself. So, um, and I knew that I knew the industry, the furniture industry well, and I realized that, you know, sales is anything really, if you're in a sales role in tech or you're in a sales role in furniture, I can sell anything. It's just about the relationships that make it the most fun. And, and, um, so yeah, that's, I came back, um, into the furniture role in 20, 2016. Um, I was, just kind of just starting on the on the road uh, with dad, just learning how how the whole life on the road it, uh, is, and and uh, and then I really started on my own in 2017. So. Life on the road, absolutely. Yeah. Minnesota, uh, I can imagine that there's some long distances in between some of those locations, right? Yeah, we uh, we well, right now I cover about five states, so um, any anywhere from. All around Minnesota to uh, Western Nebraska to Western South Dakota. I mean, a lot of those drives are um, full distances of about eight to nine hours uh, drive time. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a it's a long long lot of drives. I imagine the uh, aviation training helped with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my next my next plan is to uh, at some point um, you know get a plane and and fly to some of these these far out places because they're they're a lot of driving to get out there. So. Uh, like Rapid City, South Dakota is, you know, it's nine hours of driving. It takes about, you know, about three hours to fly. So <laughs> I knew another rep who uh, a, a lot of reps will end up getting the nice car because we're in the on the road so much. And uh, he did that for a while and then finally just traded in his nice car for a really nice RV. And, he, you know, he road warrior and just accepted it. And he, he talked about loving it. He would go to the parks and uh, just plant his RV and then. That sounds great. Yeah, so from I I agree. I, I agree. That <laughs> so, um, young guy coming into an established territory that is your uh, father's. Yeah. Um, how did that introduction phase come through? And you know, one of the things that I think is really interesting in the rep world is uh, probably in the B two B world is that most business owners are very A type, uh, and A type personalities can be a little bit authoritative, a little bit gruff and, uh, kind of, you know, can I say bust your balls a little bit, you know, um, like how'd that, uh, you know, how'd you react to that and how'd you overcome that and get, get past that so that you could start building that trust? Sure. Um, that, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, being the young guy in the industry, um, it was all about when I first started, it was all about proving myself. And, um, yeah, I remember when I like one of the first times I came to market, and uh, Jim Cherry was was obviously the sales manager at the time, and uh, I remember him looking at me like you're the young guy, you don't know anything, and and uh, and you know, I hope it, I hope this works out, but like you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of experience, you know, just being I mean, if, even if I grew up in the furniture industry, it was all about when I first started it was just to prove myself. So I went out. Um, and hit the road, and I hit every corner of the territory. I went out far out to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. It's on the western border of Nebraska. There is like thirty thousand people out there. I hit every corner, and I opened, I think about twenty five new accounts in established new territory, or a, a new territory for me. But it was already an established territory with with Dad being um, in the uh, in that territory for about ten years. Um, so. It, that was more for myself and more for proving to the other reps and the others, you know, other guys around me that I, I'm, I can do this. And, um, 
so that that was a lot of it too is just was just just showing to um other reps and uh other other sales managers that you know i'm young but i'm ambitious and i travel and i hit every store in every part of my territory i know every store so i would i would literally google furniture in every town i can go to every town i was driving through i'd say is there a furniture store in here there's not go to the next town and um and I just keep hitting these guys' doors until they start. Bu- they would start buying. I had a whole lead list of every single lead, and if they haven't bought from me, I'm going to go back in the next you know few months, follow up with them again, and keep bugging them until they they bought from from me. Yeah. Um, and that was really from my days of actually selling print advertising in, in my internship. I would hit every single door. I would get thirty no's a day, and one yes was like a was like a huge win for me. So I, that was my mindset going into furniture is that I'm going to hit as many doors. And I don't care how many no's I get. I get one yes. I get one new account. It's a win. So that was my, my mindset getting into the business. That's cool. Uh, when I, to build my lead list, when I started repping, uh, very similar, I, I Googled furniture stores. I was in Colorado at the time. Uh, and uh, this is a little tidbit for those reps who might be listening that works really well. In Google, you can build your own custom map fairly easily. You can just whatever you want to name it. And so if you want to name it restaurants, you can Google and you build a map of restaurants that you want to visit at some point. You can also just save restaurants that you want to visit to your personal map. But I found I built a furniture map and then I literally tagged by flagging it and saving it every single furniture store in the entire state. And then I went through and on those furniture stores, you can actually add notes personalized notes in Google Maps just to yourself. And so, and then I would delete the ones that were impertinent that I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to sell or maybe didn't want to sell like dirty window stores or something. Uh, and then once I had a, a literal map of every furniture store, I would go to them and then I would type my notes in when I left and then I would be able to date stamp it. And next time I went, I can, I, I literally pushed the exact same icon to get to drive there with directions that I would to be able to read my notes on what I'm going to talk to them about. So yeah, I actually do the same exact thing. I have I have a whole map of all the dealers and pins on on the map and uh, have notes there and everything. So yeah, that's exactly how I do it too. Yeah, Google Maps so good. Yeah, uh, one thing that I think I I may be reading the situation, but. Uh, I know we all screw up from time to time, and I'm sure when you were new, you screwed up, and I'm sure those retailers called you, Chris. So how did you pass the ball back to Connor to have him take responsibility and reassure that retailer that he was their guy, and don't worry about this one screw up? Well, I can honestly say I didn't really have a phone call like that. Wow. Good job, Connor. (laughs) But we had... You know, we had conversations amongst ourselves, you know, like you go and do a sales training and, you know, it doesn't always go well. Maybe you start out a little weak, you lose your, you lose the crowd, uh, you know, things don't always go well in a sales training. I remember us having those kind of visits. He, you know, he'd call and say, I just had a sales training session and it didn't go well. It's like, so we just talk it through like, okay, what happened? You know, like just working through how to engage your, your audience and, and just little things like what you can do to. To keep people's attention, it was more of that type of conversation. It wasn't really like I had anybody. I don't think I ever had anybody call me and say you screwed up. That's cool. <laughs> so one one thing I remember early on that that Dad mentioned to me is it's it's always okay to say that you don't know, and that you'll get back to them. And so I remember 
doing that quite a bit when I was on the road. And even, even if I got a call, like I would just say, I'm sorry, I, I don't know right now, but I will get back to you. Um, and so it's always uncomfortable to say that because you want to know everything, but sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know. I will get back to you on that. I'll call you back in five minutes and, and you'll have an answer. And so, yeah, I just got very comfortable with saying that, <laughs> uh, which worked, worked out good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was a buyer for about six years and, uh, then I was a rep and I remember when I was a rep, I would see other reps running around and memorizing the SKUs and memorizing the exact amount and everything like that. And I, I would pull a couple of them aside and be like, I never once as a buyer got impatient if you had to look up a price, like, or if you didn't have the exact price I needed, like never once did it cost a sale. If I wanted that item, I, I was willing to wait a day for the information or even a week for the information. You know, what I didn't want is to have to write them an email a week later to say, hey, that information I requested, where is it? You know, as long as there's follow through. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing you can do is is give somebody the wrong information right off the bat. So it's better to be thorough, better to do a good job and make sure it's done right um, than just just kind of just off the, off the cuff, just come up with something. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, you've done manufacturing, retail, and repping. Do you have a favorite? Well, they all have their advantages and disadvantages. Um, I guess for myself personally, um, I enjoy building with my hands, so I enjoy that part of manufacturing. But it's also hard work to do a really good job of manufacturing, to put out a product that is perfect every time. I have a great appreciation for factories that can do that. It's extremely hard to do. So manufacturing, that's one of the downsides. It's really hard to be a good manufacturer and to do a good job on every single piece that goes out the door. So um, we see that in Legends Home. I mean, they, they do a, a great job of quality control. It does. It, I, I guess it, it, um, as a salesperson, the more knowledge you retain and have, uh, the more you can answer objections. So all that plays in well. Um, I think as a, as far as a rep, having the retail experience is the most valuable. 
office. I can go and I can talk shop with them. You know, I, I know what it's like to advertise. I know what, how they're budgeting. I understand their thought process when they're buying a container versus buying out of a domestic warehouse. Um, so that experience in the retail world plays really well because I can go in, I can, I can visit with them about the things that I know that are very important to them. Rob, currently, we're still making those decisions ourselves. So, and Connor having exposure in the retail, he's familiar with that process as well. So that retail background, as far as being a rep and be able to relate to our customers and bring them good information and the information they need, uh, I think the retail background has been the most valuable as far as being a sales rep uh, part of the, uh, as, as a part of my career now. I found that too. One of the tools I used uh, that worked really well for me to open doors is uh, uh, I used JotForm, but whatever it is you want to do to be able to create your own kind of form, whether it's a web page or something like that. And I created a secret shopper form. Uh, and then I would call a guy who was not my guy and I would say, you know, hey, you don't know me, but none of your employees know me either. And I'm a retail expert. Can I come in and do a free secret shop for you? And just tell you about my experience. And by having a form already, it wasn't like I was nitpicking. It was like, I have a section already programmed on what your bathroom looks like. I'm not trying to nitpick, it's just on the form. Is it good or bad? And that's gonna be part of my experience as a consumer. And I never had one of them say, I don't want a free secret shopper experience. They want to know how they're doing and how they're performing. And they don't get that, they don't get that. Uh, benefit without paying for it or without outsourcing it of some sort, you know? So, and, and again, I was able to build that form because I did retail for so long. I know what to look for. Like when I first walk in the door, what's my impression? What's it look like in the parking lot? Are the, are the lights on in the parking lot at night? Uh, what is, what's the impact, uh, as far as visually goes, am I greeted by somebody or am I looked at and then looked away? Like I had all of these things on this form, uh, that, it opened doors for me. It really did. Connor, you uh, said that you went and prospected a whole lot. What opened doors for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I did it. Yeah. <laughs> What's I'm trying to think of how to answer this question? Um, really, for the most part, um, just going into the dealer, prospecting them um, in terms of how can legends fit on their floor was the biggest thing. Um, and again, having that retail experience was huge as well. Um, just knowing where legends and even selling legends on the floor too, knowing where legends fits in a store and, um, essentially going, um, straight up to the owner and saying, you know, this is where, uh, I believe looking at your floor and, and the more stores you go in, the more you can know exactly where, uh, legends fits. Um, so you can see product and around the floor, you know what type of price points they're going after and um, just laying a plan right in front of them. So most of the time it was like a one page, um, you know, this is what you need on your floor. This is based on what I've seen uh, already. And um, most most dealers would want to hear what you what you have to say. Um, so that was really what I did. I, 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 a lot of people would come up right away when I walk in the store and say, hey, uh, you know, what what brings you in? And I say, Oh, I'm just a rep. And, um, I'm, I'm just going to look around your floor a little bit and see if we were legends is a good fit for you. And so I did that in every store. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even start selling them right away until I had walked the whole floor. I'd seen everything they have. And then, and then really start to present to them with exactly what type of 
price points they should hit or what type of product they should have this that worked out good one of my favorite tools when i go i go to their website i pull up a category and then i sort by price and then i can look and i can pretty quickly identify where there's a gap. Like if they don't have a $15.99, but they do have a $17.99 and a $13.99, it's like, okay, let's pitch them something that's going to come in at $15.99. Uh, I would look for uh, vendors. I would, you know, if they have a toggle that tells me what vendors they carry, that's awesome. And if I can find a vendor that only has one or two things on their floor, it's like, okay, I'm going to kill that vendor. <laughs> you know, like let's get, let's figure out what those price points are and get them, get them two things that are better. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you, like even on websites or you can quickly know exactly, even if you don't even know what the brand is, you'll know exactly what the, what, like just look at the product, you know exactly what the brand is. They don't even have to even say, Hey, this is like, uh, you know, this is an Ashley piece. Like you would know just by looking at it. So I did that so much that by the time you went in the stores, you knew exactly what companies they bought from in about three, four seconds. It's rough when you're watching a movie and you, you notice, oh, that's a that's a, a lifestyle, that's an yeah, element. Exactly. That's you know, yes. you, you can yes. you can call it out. I remember watching uh, some Netflix show and there was a podium that some guy was speaking to a crowd of thousands behind, and that podium was a bar that was sold by Ashley Furniture, and I, I knew it. I knew the model number off the top of my head. Uh, it was hilarious. So. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I think uh, lunch came in. The, the last thing I kind of want to wrap up on is uh, this is this is general generational repping. So, uh, Chris, you're are you turning the keys over to Connor completely at some point? And Connor, do you have plans to do the same for your kids? Or are you going to let them make their own decisions? Well, I think uh, as a as a father, it's a thrill that he wanted to come back and join the business. I never pressured him to come into the business. So one of my sons entered the retail side and Connor entered the repping side and it's a thrill to have them. It's, to me, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so I've, your type A comments are absolutely true. I've tried it. It's a little bit difficult, but just to get out of the way. He's got way more energy than I do. <laughs> I say he's taller, he's better looking, and he's smarter. <laughs> so he's going to do better than I did. So that's really what's happening. And yes, I am turning the keys over to him. Um, he keeps taking more and more of the, he started out taking the small accounts until he got his feet wet. And now he's stepping in and taking over the major accounts and, and working with, now he works with all of our buyers. And so he's definitely taking over the reins. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I guess, as I, I get into this, this role and, and farther down I go in, in the years, I, I'm definitely not going to put any pressure on, on, uh, the future children to, to work with me at all but you know if they'd like to they're definitely welcome to and i think that's a that's a good way to go about it with with any uh, any children is is to let them figure out that for themselves and i'm I'm glad dad dad didn't pressure me in any way it was the opportunity was there and and the door was open he said anytime but there's no pressure and and that helped me figure out exactly what i wanted to do and and then because of that i have a lot of passion for for the role and i i, I love i love furniture now i love being a rep it's fun it's a lot of fun absolutely i uh i loved the days on the road too so uh i think that's about it uh we've had a really good conversation i think there's a lot of good feedback i just want to say thank you guys it's been awesome and uh it's really awesome working with you uh you are uh exemplary reps just to be honest uh so if you're uh one of their retailers uh listening to this um Everybody at Legends Home loves these guys. We talk about them uh, on our executive team often, but we would love to have more reps like Chris and Connor Creative. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of Legends. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Yeah. 
The information, services, and products talked and or discussed in this podcast is given to the listener with the understanding that neither the speaker, author, seller, nor publisher is engaged in rendering any legal, business, or financial and or medical advice to the listener or to the general public. The views and opinions expressed are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Legends Home, Inc. and its subsidiaries. Any content provided by our speakers or authors is of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anything or anyone. Although we make strong efforts to make sure our information is accurate, Legends Home, Inc. and its subsidiaries cannot guarantee that all the information on this podcast is always correct, complete, or up-to-date.